Throughout history, cultures across the globe have revered and sought the counsel of psychic mediums from ancient civilizations to modern times. These gifted individuals have played a vital role in helping people find solace, closure, and insight into the mysteries of life and the great beyond. But what truly sets psychic mediums apart is their uncanny ability to tap into subtle energies that surround us all. Through various techniques such as clairvoyance and clairaudience, they are able to receive and interpret information that lies beyond the reach of our ordinary senses. Each medium has their own unique approach and style, which can include the use of tools like tarot cards, crystals, or even direct communication with spirit guides. But at the heart of it all, it is their innate sensitivity to the unseen world that defies their practice. Now on this episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast, Joey and Billy have the absolute pleasure to interview psychic medium Joanne De Jesu, a psychic medium using her abilities to help people bear with loss of family or even the confidence to go forward in life and giving them the information they need from the great beyond. This episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast begins now. Hey everybody, welcome to the spooky season start of the Say What Again Billy podcast. I have my co-host Joey here today. Hey, what's going on? And a very, very special guest, a psychic medium, Joanne D. Joanne, welcome to the Say What Again Billy podcast. Thank you. So um, for everybody, there's a YouTube video that's going to be uh, airing in conjunction with this episode where I just got my psychic reading. If you hear me like a little like out of it right now, um, I just got read. Joanne did my reading. I was it was my first time, so she hit me with some. <laughs> she hit me with some some. It was a little. Uh, it was a little uh, emotional. Um, I got a little nauseous, but Joanne's gonna break this all down. So we're gonna start. When did you get your? When did you start realizing that you were a clairvoyant psychic medium? With like what age and just take it away from there? Um, I would say when I was younger, when I had my imaginary friends that weren't just imaginary because they just didn't go away, you know, and then I buried it. I tried to bury it because I was like, no, this is not normal. This is not right. I'm not supposed to be 13 or 14 talking to imaginary friends like you that, that you're old, not supposed it, yeah. to you know because it started when i was younger and they were still with me like mm-hmm. they stayed with me the whole time so now i look at them and i'm like they were probably guides directing me all right uh and then i just kept burying it and burying it but i always knew how to read people i could always read the energy in the room and and so on but i was just like ah, eh, whatever toss it aside um and then it had to be about 20 or so years ago that the messages started coming through and I was just like, what do I do with this? And does this make sense, you know, to the people who you're giving me? So the other side's coming through, giving me messages. The very first time I was getting a massage and the massage therapists, well, over, this was like three times I have got a massage. I'm like there to relax. And this old woman kept walking in the room and I'm just like, ignoring it i'm like nope not giving into this i'm here for massage it's here for therapy this is what i'm doing uh by the third time i finally said to my massage therapist listen before we go any further there's this woman in the room and she's saying blah 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 and she was like oh my god that's my mother and i was like 
All right. It makes sense. I looked at the older woman. I said, I gave your message. Can you leave now? I want to enjoy the rest of my massage. And she did. I had to tell her they don't leave me alone unless I give the message. But with that, you have to set boundaries. When you were getting this massage and the old lady came into the room, Mm -hmm. can you put in perspective on, on how you read that? Did it physically look as if someone came into the room or did it have like, um, you know, like in a movie, like a, a smoke like or aura around the person, like an aura around the person. No, it was it was the actual woman because my eyes were closed, and all of a sudden I see the door open, and the door physically didn't open, but in mind's eye, mm-hmm. I see the door open and I see a shorter woman, and she had a short haircut, gray hair. I remember the woman to this day because it was, I was like, whoa hold on a second, you know, and that's really how I seen her. And then she just started giving the messages and she's like, you have to tell my daughter, you have to tell my daughter, you have to tell my daughter. And that's all I do remember from it because once I give a message, it's no longer mine to keep. Right. So once it's out of my mouth, I don't remember it. You, you could call me tomorrow and ask me what I said about this reading that we had here tonight. And I'll be like, you got to tell me. <laughs> now, does it ever feel scary or spooky at any time because you're you're dealing with the unknown oh yeah um so in a controlled environment like we were here where i was like okay i only want the good spirit that's here you know that's not always the case right so it's like some people that come and sit down with me they're carrying spirit with them that's not so nice and then in the well you know about this with the paranormal world like I'm a practitioner of the craft. I am a witch. And um, witches sometimes can be a little spiteful. So they do some bad things to others if they don't necessarily like you. So I've had a lot of those experiences where I've seen not so nice things, dark shadow figures. And uh, that's not very easy. (laughs) That's not an easy feeling at all. And now we've talked about it on the podcast before, like... And obviously, no no one really truly knows. Me and Billy always have this debate. Mm-hmm. No one really truly knows, you know, about the afterlife. It's just something that people hope is there, right? Yeah. Um, and you yourself, you you know, right? You physically know. Yeah. The, the things come to you. There's there's definitive proof in your mind's eye that this is actually happening. I'm actually telling people situations and things that resonate with them and there's validity to it right mm-hmm. but for someone on the outside like anybody listening to this podcast um they could say they can make up conjecture they could say like oh well she said very blanket statements etc and then you're picking up on these blanket statements and kind of transmitting them into the reality of your world um i guess what i'm trying to say is what would you say to those people who are on that fence of skepticism about the afterlife? So for me, you know, I I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, but I definitely do not, I don't like getting people's names. I don't like getting any of that. I, I believe I have to prove to myself as well. Like, don't think it's just, oh, I know I'm a medium. I've been a medium for so long and I know for a fact I nailed it. Like sometimes there's that, hold on, what if the person doesn't come through? What if the person doesn't give me the the hints, the clues, the the words that they would say? Sometimes I get full sentences of exactly what they would say. And 
for me, it's important for people to understand that it's not like the TV shows where they're coming through and they're speaking to me in full sentences the way I'm speaking to you and you're speaking to me. They're coming through, they're giving me puzzle pieces about their life, about things that you would know and only you would know because there's no way of me, you know, Googling, you know, that grandma had a brownie, a special brownie recipe. And sometimes I even tell you the recipe and you're like, oh, well, okay. How did you know that? You know, um, you have to pretty much, if you're skeptic about it, you have to kind of have an experience, but you have to be open enough to it. Because if you come in with your arms crossed and your legs crossed and you're like, nope, I'm not letting, then you're not going to get a message because it's all about the energy as well. So prior to the podcast, I was a paranormal investigator, actively going to locations, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, Salem, Mm. Massachusetts, um, Sparta Cemetery in Sleepy Hollow, been to Sleepy Hollow um, on three occasions, two of which were for a paranormal investigation. Um, I've been to tons of houses that people claim their houses were haunted. Mm -hmm. As a paranormal investigator, my method to doing these investigations was to go in there trying to find scientific reason on why something was happening. Um, I've given examples on my podcast numerous times. So if you say that your keys every night get knocked off the table at 3 in the morning and you find them 20 feet from the table, we'll go in there and we'll set cameras up. And then we notice that you have a cat and Fluffy's jumping on the table, knocking your keys off and moving it, playing with it until she gets tired. And that's that. And we have it on camera. We'll show you. We'll say, hey, Joanne, look, we found your problem, right? But then again, there's the part where we set up cameras and we see the keys moving by themselves. And we're left with something that we can't explain. And then we will give you an answer based on the investigation. There are some things you said in that reading that you just gave me because we filmed that first. You would have never known. Absolutely, 100% would have never known. There's not enough information to for you to even look that up. You know, my personal pages are private. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this story of my friend that you crossed over. Well, he crossed over to tell you things. A lot of that information is not there. Matter of fact, 95% of it is not there. Mm. Um, the birthday thing that you said was, and you can go over to the video that will drop and you can see the reading with Joanne and I. I checked my watch because I know it's in September. His birthday is coming up. And I was on the fence of who it might be because I had two friends that tragically passed. When you said birthday cake coming up, it's celebrating soon. I've in on the inside lost it. Right. You know, yeah. I was like, okay, I know who this is. I got choked up. I had to walk, look at my watch to see the date. And um, what I'm trying to say with that is that you're like, you know, you're the real deal. But there's people Thank out you. there that are skeptical to the world of paranormal. Mm-hmm. And in my eyes, I put psychic mediums in the paranormal world, yeah. which is why you're here kicking Rightfully off so. the... Because you are doing things that the average Joe, no pun intended, have <laughs> they can't do. Yeah. People can't do what you do. And it's it's crossing into the spirit world, which is something that's, you know, a lot of people say you're playing with fire, which is going to bring me to another question. Hmm. Um, you said to yourself, to us, to everyone listening, that you classify yourself as a witch, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Now, 
I give you the opportunity. People, when they hear witch, right? Yeah. As you can, you, you're a Salem. You a good witch. You're a, a witch. you're a Salem lover. I, okay, yeah. and I've done an episode with someone who broke down Salem, Massachusetts, to the T. She goes there every year. She yeah. probably either went there already or is on her way there this year. Um, she was a guest. Her name is Veronica. Um, break down the witch stuff because people hear that and they automatically think, oh, black cat, crystal ball, all that stuff. So break that my, down. My cat is white. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the only reason why I have him is because I'm not allowed to have a dog where I live. <laughs> uh, I do have a crystal ball, but the the reason for the crystal ball is because, as you've seen, the way I read, I don't turn the cards over. So it's just a matter of getting that energy in there. So when I put the crystal ball in front of me, I would have brought it tonight, but it's pretty heavy, um, is so that I could look into it and just get those messages that I had gotten it just kind of captures our energy because I would sit it between me and the client so there's the crystal ball but as far as witch is concerned it's just I'm Wiccan I practice the ways of of the craft so you know I'm very much into let me hug a tree because it's going to give me some good energy in the elements the fire air earth uh spirit um you know just like in any religion or any faith, belief, whatever you want to call it, there's good and bad to everything. So uh, I classify myself as a good one. <laughs> I sell people all the time. I'm not going to sit here and put energy into fighting fire with fire. Eventually the fire is going to go out itself, uh, but to each their own. Like if they want to practice, there I know many of people who want to practice that way. Baneful magic, do you. But... The magic that's done, that's not witchcraft. You know, I mean, well, that's witchcraft, but being a witch, being a Wiccan, it, that we don't do that. <laughs> right. You know, we don't, we don't do that. We're, we're, we come together to celebrate the wheel of the year. So we have Salmon coming up, which a lot of people know is All Hallows Eve, and that's our new year. That's when the underworld, we go into the underworld, so to speak. It's the darker side of the year. Um, Autumn Equinox is coming up soon, and that is our harvest. So it's like, you know, we're just celebrating the old world ways, really, before the other religions formed and, and kind of took over. Um, but yeah, I still consider myself. And, and I'm also from other traditions as well, so it's not just Wiccan. I, I, I didn't always walk the Wiccan path. Well, I was going to ask you that. Um, you know, we mentioned religion on the podcast, and we just yeah. don't cover Paranormal. We cover everything. Right. Um, conspiracies, UFOs, aliens, Bigfoot, all the other cryptids. We were talking about uh, the um, the the, the Wolfman the other day. Um, the Dogman. I'm sorry, the Dogman. Um, we were talking about black cats in in the UK. Um, I've covered, They're actually I, good luck. <laughs> I've I've covered Nessie and Champ, the Leg Champlain monster. We cover everything. Yeah. Um, but religion is is brought up a lot because yeah. there is this this um, controversy with with religion as of late. And I wanted to ask, what, what, when you were growing up, did you have a, a faith? Oh, yeah. I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school, uh, but I was still a medium. <laughs> so I say, you know, uh, that's something that I was born with. You know, the, the gift is something that I was born with. Um, I do believe it was passed down through generations um, in my family, on both sides of the family. And I... Personally, separate the two because not every witch is a psychic and not every psychic is a witch. There are Christian witches. There are so many different, you know, categories, but not every one of them is a psychic. 
medium. You know? Right. So now, you, you see so many people, right? Mm-hmm. This is like something that is, obviously, it's not your full-time job, but it's damn near close to it. Yeah. <laughs> and you obviously see people, all people of uh, all walks of life, right? Yeah. So you're seeing people from di- different nationalities, cultures, and religion. Yeah. So I'm assuming that you have seen countless Christians and Catholics. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. On, in, on the Bible, which I don't necessarily mm-hmm. agree with fully. Right? Okay. T- uh, small tidbit, I was this close to becoming a priest. Oh, okay. Very, very close. Um, Joey knows. We, they, he's made memes of it years ago, <laughs> putting me in a Catholic, you know, with the white collar. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, technically in, in the Bible, you would be labeled as blasphemous, you know, mm-hmm. right? But people see you that are Catholic and Christian. Oh, yeah. What is their read on you after you're done, you know, reading them? Obviously, in technicality, they're t- kind of breaking the commandments. They're coming right. to you and you would be classified as a false idol, right? right? But then technically, too, you would also be labeled a prophet. Technically, right. in, in biblical terms, right. So, like, what are your your reactions to the people of Catholicism? I honestly, I don't even speak about religion when they come into the booth. They assume they'll make assumptions, like, "Oh, well, she must be a witch because she works here in Pentagram in Salem." I mean, the name of the story is Pentagram, it's, you know, uh, but and then I also have my witchy tips, you know, that are all over this, TikTok and thank you and Instagram. Um, so I think the assumption is there, but we don't actually sit down and talk about it. Uh, but some clients that do want to speak about it with me, I'm very open about it. And they do feel they're like, hey, is this going against my religion if I light this candle with this intent? And I'm like. Well, no, it's not. We're just working with the universe and universal energy. You know, I'm not telling you to pray to one of my gods that I believe. I'm not telling you to do any of that. I'm just saying, hey, light the green candle on the Friday for the love. Like that's, you know what I mean? So it's not going against anything. I mean, I had somebody in my live the other day ask me the same question because he was genuinely worried about his health he he's this young man um and i sent him healing and i asked him if it was okay i asked him his permission because he's waiting for a heart transplant and and he really was like is i'm christian though is this okay that you send me healing i said if it's not okay with you i'm going to ask anybody else in this room who is of that faith to please send healing to him and he said no you know what you put it that way I'm okay with it then, you know? So it all depends on the client. Like if they want to speak to me about it, I don't bring it up. I don't wear, I'm a witch on my forehead. I don't, you know what I mean? Sometimes I walk into the party, you know, I'll do bachelorette parties. I do weddings. Like, you know, it's entertainment for some people. And for some people, it really means something. Something. And it means something to me to be able to do it, you know? But sometimes I walk into these places and they're like, you don't look like, and I'm like, well, what the hell does a psychic medium look like? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is, so everybody puts this in their notion in their own head of what right. I'm supposed it, to look like. I mean, like Hollywood or... has also like played a big hand in that. In oh, portraying yeah. People in <laughs> oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Off air, we were talking about a movie that just came out. Um, what's the name of this movie? Uh, Talk to me. It's a good movie. You guys should check it out. Me and the wife watched it last night. Um, premise of the movie is there's this uh, hand, and the hand belonged to a psychic medium. 
and the hand is in some kind of casting. Um, but the actual hand of that psychic medium is, is in that casting. It sits on a table. You kind of grab the hand like a handshake. Um, and basically, you say, talk to me. And it, it brings in the other side. So that hand is, is actually you shaking hands with whoever's on the other side of that hand. So you light the candle, you put your hand on the other hand, and then boom, that you, you, you can see the person on the other end as soon as you say, talk to me. No, thanks. Yeah. It, it's, cre- it's, it's creepy, but there's, no, another, there's another element today. You, there's another element to it. You okay. can say, um, I let you in, and then the spirit can enter you. Oh. Which is, it's a crazy concept. It's a, it's a pretty scary movie. Well, that's a thing, you know, that's, that's trance work. That's it's in, it's in the movie Ghost with, uh, with, yeah, uh, with, with, with Patrick Swayze. Uh, yeah, yeah. Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, that's, that's trance work. That's possession. That's. And now let me style. ask you a question. <laughs> Cause there's some people, and mm-hmm. especially in the Catholic faith that yeah. are of the belief that we cannot talk to the dead that if somebody is talking to the dead, they're actually conversing. And we've talked about it on yeah, the podcast is, before, okay. that they're actually conversing with demons posing as people from the spirit world. But these demons know things because they've been around and they can see things going on on earth, etc. So they run with that information. I see. So I'm okay. With that being said, I've experienced both. I've experienced the shapeshifter and I've experienced the actual spirit mm-hmm. as I did tonight. That was the actual spirits. Okay. Um, as a psychic medium and as my fellow psychic mediums that, you know, I have in my life, my soul family, as I like to call them, we can spot a shapeshifter when we're speaking to them because of the way we start to feel. When you say shape, I just, not cut. I'm sorry to cut no, you. No, I just no. so we can clear up for people. Yeah, shapeshifter. You're referring to. So they'll pose as say Grandma Rosie, and that's not really who they are at all. But what happens is, is that when you, as the psychic medium, you're seeing them, you're like, wait a second, no, something no, no. Off. There's something off. They're not coming through in love and light. They're not coming through with that peace of that peaceful energy. You know, so there are certain signals that I have that I know when there's something Mm. low vibing, like my heart starts beating out of it. I'm like, there's something not right here. Okay, let me just spray a little stuff. Let me light a candle. There's something not right. Like, you you know, right away. I I do. And like I said, most of my fellow psychic medium friends, um, they know. I just actually had this conversation with one of them last night. And he had a client who said, I have this, uh, something attached to her. She thought that there was something attached to her. And he was like, no, you have a shapeshifter spirit and you think that you're talking to this good spirit, but it's not. And he had to help her out. And that's his work. That's what he does. I don't go that deep into it. I'm like, hey, let's talk to the other side. Let me give you, if it's closure that I could provide provide you with or just let you know how they're doing or sometimes you know they want to know how they passed because they don't have any idea how how some people have passed away um i'll provide that and others will provide with services such as i'm going to cleanse you of those demons you know and i'm like no i'm not getting my hands that dirty (laughs) thank you so 
when you say shapeshifters, right? Yeah. Um, what attracts the shapeshifters to certain people? Have those people done something that has opened them up to the shapeshifters? So for me, it's all about the vibrational energy in which you live your everyday life. If if you're in what was me every single day where there's no happiness and you're thoroughly not happy to be alive or there's no gratitude in your in your day at all um i do find that the lower you vibrate on this earth the lower spirit you're going to attract to you that's how i feel that they're they're like okay i could get this person cuz they're they're so desperate for that one thing that they want let me just make believe i can help them and see what i can get you know I, I i draw the lines at certain things though honestly like i've been asked some crazy things over the years and i'm like no but i have a friend phone a friend <laughs> i'm not doing that for you <laughs> so from your professionalism stand professional standpoint as a psychic medium as per the movies like playing the ouija board is is a way of in the, on the, mood, on the as communicating and opening yeah. up to, to demons yeah. But if you're living your life and you're living it like woe is me, as you said, um, or you're just like depressed, that's like their opening for demonic. It's, it's, yeah, it's an opening for them, um, not to cut you off, but yeah, it is definitely an opening for them because, you know, if I took to a Ouija board right now, I'm going to take the steps that I need to, first of all, cleansing it uh, and then setting the boundaries of saying the same way I do when I open my room to read. Only good spirits are welcome here. And and I make it very clear. And and if I feel anything other, I shut down the room. I'm like, nope, okay. Being that you that. mentioned Ouija boards, <laughs> yeah, and we have you on, yeah. <laughs> are they as bad as people say they are? No, no, no. they're not. No. Um, again, it's all about how you practice with them. You know, if you're going to run into a random place and you're going to go into a home, I always say the quietest place is a cemetery, honestly, because they're not there. <laughs> like, they're, they're not. They're, they're all over with us. Like, that's my standpoint. Is, and I'm sure that you guys have experienced different, like what you picked up walking through cemeteries and all. But yeah. I always say the quietest place is a cemetery because yeah, the, for the most part is pretty peaceful. Yeah, it, it's one of our recent place. videos. Joey absolutely loves going through cemeteries, right, Joey? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bastard! You scared the shit out of me. I'm, oh, I'm no. looking in a crypt. I'm just like looking at the dates and stuff, yeah. and this guy's just like, grabs oh, the no. back of my leg. <laughs> shit oh, no. I wish I got that on video, but I that's didn't. funny. <laughs> I actually, honestly, I, I. I had a feeling it was you, but I thought it was a snake. I was like, I just oh, okay. got bit yeah, by a yeah, fucking... Because yeah. it was on my calf. I was like, I just got bit by a fucking snake. I was oh, pissed. God. This guy's always mentioning snakes. He takes oh, me hiking goodness. and shit. And, you uh, know, like, I'm in the wilderness with this guy all the time. And now I'm in... He drags me to a cemetery. I don't know. I got into the wilderness and now I'm in cemeteries. This is... Joey, we, 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 uh, we went hiking like during COVID. That was our thing. That's yeah. the only thing you could do. And I was telling him where we go hiking... There's venomous snakes there. Mm. And I've ran into two of them 10 feet from each other on one hike. And oh, wow. I heard one rattling when we went on a hike. We didn't see it. But I said, Joey, be careful. Yeah, we heard it. And given where I work and where I, when I was a teenager, I worked in a certain department that, dealt, that dealt with herpetology. I know the ins and outs of, hey, this is what you look for. This is what you listen mm, for. Okay. So, um, and then Joey came on board um, before he became a full-time co-host on the podcast, 
we went on a paranormal investigation to um, Van Cortlandt Park where Native Americans were slaughtered by um, the Redcoats, a oh, wow. British regiment that came there. Um, the general got upset that um, the revolutionaries, I'd call them, um, kind of hit them without knowing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they beat them. Yeah. And they were very upset about it. Uh, Simcoe, Simcoe, his name was, General Simcoe or something. So he demolished these Native Americans in Van Cortlandt Park. And the story is that they are haunting the Native Americans that land. So I brought Joey with me. I said, Joey, um, you want to come on a paranormal investigation? Me, him, and another individual um, walked at 10 o'clock at night to almost midnight in pitch blackness wow. in this park. And, um, you know, it was something crazy for Joey to do. So now Joey went from hiking to uh, <laughs> cemeteries to parks in the middle of the night. Yes, and he's on this it's adventure amazing. with me. And I'm that. the nut job. He's the one that's like, what the fuck am I doing right now? You know what I mean? But I'm going along with it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But I promised him we'd go to Egypt if we hit 10K on Instagram. I would fly to Egypt, which is something you mentioned. Amazing. So, you know. Amazing. And from February, too. Yeah. So... I love that. If we're in Egypt on Valentine's Day, we're getting divorced. You're, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. <laughs> you're not going to get divorced, though, but you're going to do it. <laughs> so that's, yeah. So I wanted to clear that up with the Ouija boys when going back to that. Because, you know, uh, Hollywood has, you know, made psychic mediums portrayed a certain way. Witches portrayed a certain way. Yeah. Um, and the whole Ouija board thing. That's the premise, really, of the Exorcist movie. Yeah. I believe if I'm... I haven't seen it in a while, but I didn't she play Elizabeth Blair character? So, didn't yeah. she play with the Ouija board yes. in, in that yeah. in that movie? Yes, she she did. And that's what basically opened her up. And, you know, in the movie. In right. the, in the, the real true story was it wasn't a woman. It was a girl. It was a little boy. And it went a little different. They didn't spit snow peas out of their mouth. Right, and, right, and, right. Yeah. It wasn't like that. But... Um, so what is some of the craziest um, things you've witnessed with your powers? Like how, what, which the shapeshifters really got you to the point where like, oh, I'm, I'm scared. You know, I have this ability. I'm okay. seeing something. It's more so on a personal level where, you know, when I hear in the middle of the night, I mean, sometimes it could be. Yeah, sometimes it's a family member, but I know when it's not. Because like I said, I know the feeling. I know the feeling of the room, you know. Um, I'll hear my name being called and them using one of my children's voices to get my attention. Oh, shit. And I'm like, what What are you doing? And then, but it'll, see, but it won't stop there. So if it was just that, like, because there will be times where I'm standing in my house and I hear, Joanne, and I turned because I, I'm like, what? And then nobody's there. And I'm like, all right, guys, enough. That's more of a lighter, you know, that's definitely more of a family. Is when it's dark, nighttime, and then all of a sudden, mom, mom. And the boys ain't home. And I'm like, okay. And, uh, and then, and it'll happen consecutively. So then the next night, what happened was I was laying in bed again. Boys not home. They were away for the weekend. And I feel somebody get into the bed next to me. Mm. And all I could think to myself was, please be a human, because at least I could fight that. <laughs> at all. I don't, and at that point, I'm like, okay, wait a second, though. Do I want to turn around? Because like, if it is a human, then what am I going to do? But if it's not, that might be worse, because now how am I, you know? And full on, 
like, you know, when you're laying in bed with your wife and I don't know, maybe your little spoon and <laughs> you feel the form around you, the breathing in my ear, I was like, oh, this is not going to be good, you know, and then turn around and nobody's there and then see a shadow walk out of my room. And I'm like, what's going on in this house this weekend? You know what I mean? And it could be as simple as someone sending, quote unquote, it to me, because I, I have an idea of, of where it had come from. I have an idea of who sent it. You know, um, it was just somebody that I was not in a good place with at the time. And he also a practitioner of the craft in not such a good way, not such a good witch way. Uh -huh. um, and then that was probably one of the scarier things or looking down my steps and watching an army of spirit come up the steps that are not anyone that I know. And I'm just like, all right, <laughs> so what's going on here? And that's when it calls for some serious cleansing of the house and that takes a lot but it, it is scary like once you see that you experience that i remember another time i was in in a basement apartment with my ex-husband at the time and i heard some noises going on upstairs like foot like walking and i was like who the hell is up at this hour right. i go up there and i look under like the crack you know how sometimes there's like a crack in the door and i'm like go up there and i see hooves walking back and forth in front of the door and I'm just like, oh, we gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so the hooves, the, these are that's not a person. That's yeah, not that's a not spirit. a person. That's, that, that's right. not that's a person. A that is definitely a shapeshifter. And I was like, what the actual, excuse my language, f is going on right in this house right now? Uh, yeah, I've experienced some things. The hooves, <laughs> the hooves thing is, um, they say hooves, sulfur smells. Anything with red eyes, anything with yellow eyes, um, no good. No good. No good. No. Nope. Get, get out of Dodge because not at all. You know, no they, there's nothing. You know, there's no such thing as the Ghostbusters. There's no proton packs. There's no, no. ghost traps. No, no, nothing no. you can really do except use. You know, from stories I've heard, um, thinking of religious. You know, I ran down the steps. symbols and I ran down the steps so quick. I covered myself with the with the with the blankets as if. As if it wasn't going to get me, if it really wanted to, something like that, you know what I mean? But I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this, you know? Um, but yeah, and but a lot of times it's the people, quote unquote, people sitting next to me on the bed feeling, you know, them touch me or the breathing in the ear one was really way too real for me. Like there were certain things I could deal, but that was when I had, I couldn't get up. So I couldn't actually turn around. I wanted to turn around, even though all these thoughts were going in my head. I wanted to, but I couldn't. It was stopping me from turning around. When I finally turned around, it was already gone. So that's something we've covered. Joey and I have talked about sleep paralysis. Yeah, it's scary. And the hat man. Mm. Have you ever seen the man in the hat? No. I've never seen the man in the hat. Because that's something big. And the sleep paralysis thing saying that you couldn't move, couldn't physically move. Moved, I couldn't. That is something that... Um, Succubus, Incubus, Incubus yep. they are, 
you know, two of the same demons, but yep. they, they affiliate with a certain sex or gender. Yeah. The incubus is for the, the men. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, for the women. Women. And the succubus is for the men. And it's something that's been discussed throughout history. And as a psychic medium, it's crazy because you're telling us paranormal. Well, Joey's, you know, he's here for the ride. He's like, you know, he's like my, all right, Billy, come to your senses. This is, you know, <laughs> we're not but really going to do that. <laughs> for, for me, for me, you know, I know all the terms and I know a lot. I yeah. would say good chunk of stuff from my 20 plus years of studying this. But when you mention succubus, de- uh, incubus, you know, sleep paralysis demons, hooved demonic shapeshifters. Yep. That's scary because you're you're oh, you're, you're susceptible <laughs> to seeing things that normal people may have may or may not have had experience or maybe have had the experience once or twice in their life. People who have sleep paralysis, there's some people out there that are like, "All right, I had sleep paralysis. I couldn't move. I didn't see anything." But then there's people out there that literally like, "I saw the man in the hat and he had two shadow people cue the scary thunder in the background." Yeah. <laughs> um, he, I, two people with him alongside of him. I saw a shadow figure. I saw something with hooves jump onto the bed and they had horns and it looked at me and I couldn't get it off. I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, it's terrifying because like you're more susceptible. You know, you hear these voices. The whole mom thing, being called, you know, mom and your kids aren't home. Because they know it's going to get my attention. Right. I've seen videos and now we're going to talk about something that's not an incubus, succubus, yeah, yeah. or Hatman. You know, skinwalkers. Yeah. Right? Skinwalkers, I've seen a video of a man on um, horseback. Okay? He was patrolling, I guess, farmland, right? And it's his job as security of that um, ranch or farmland to patrol. And he's on horseback. And he's videoing because he's had a lot of stuff weird happen to him. Yeah. And when you're on horse by yourself patrolling... There's no one around for, for acres, right? you know, miles. And his horse stops. And this is a real video. It's out there. You could actually find it. His horse got spooked. Animals sense things yeah, just as do. good as you do with yeah. your abilities. And he heard somebody, like a girl, a young girl, say, hey. Not once, but twice. When the horse heard that, and he heard that, he videoed and he got out. He was scared. The ability of them to channel energy That's crazy. And, and physically say it where you can hear it mm-hmm. is terrifying. Yeah. So now my question is when you heard them calling you, did you so, like psychically hear it within or you physically heard no, it? No, no. I physically heard it. So that's another one of those cues that I know this isn't a family member. This isn't. A good spirit. It, it, you know what I mean? It's so the way I heard the messages from beyond this evening with you guys, um, I hear them, but it's, it's very light. It's not, I can't really describe it. it it's, it's very light and they give me the messages, but I know that it's inside. I know that it's in my third eye. I know it comes from the back of my neck because that's where spirit gives messages from to me. They come in through the back of the neck. Mm-hmm. Um, I see them and then it's very soft, very soft messages. But when I actually hear mom, come here, mom, I need you. And it's them. I'm like, nobody's home. (laughs) 
No, 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 no. We're not doing this tonight. You know what I mean? And now, would you think it's them with the other, whoever shapeshifters to trying to get you to engage? Get out of the bed. Yeah, to get out of the bed to go to where I'm hearing it. Um, to engage, and even in that particular home, uh, my son would get woken up every night uh, between three and four, which we call the quote unquote witching hour, <laughs> and. He recorded it one night and he was like, do you hear that? And it was like a man in boots because they were heavy, just pacing back and forth in the living room, back and forth, back and forth to the point that he was like, I wasn't opening that door to see who the hell that was. So your son caught EVPs. Yeah. Do you feel that being a psychic medium makes you more susceptible to deal with demonic activity? I probably, yeah. I would say yes. You know, we could block it out as much as we'd like um and we could set our boundaries but you definitely okay so i also just flipping it around really quickly i also feel that if i didn't have any of those experiences with the lower then i wouldn't know the difference between the lower and the higher so it's like i feel like i had to experience those things in order for me to be able to recognize it as soon as it comes in Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I need to know right away, like, what am I dealing with? Because um, then I'm either going to go no further or I'm going to tell the client, like, hey, listen, I'm going to send you over to a friend. You can take care of this and you can come back to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I have a kind of a two-part question. Okay. Hopefully I can And one <laughs> is like um, this stigma that Hollywood's kind of created in the sensationalization of, the, of a particular movie called Insidious. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. have not. So Insidious is about the, there's a place, it's, um, it's called The Further. It's like between heaven and earth. Okay. It, it's purgatory, basically, right? I okay. guess that's what you could mm-hmm. consider it. And there's a, a psychic medium in the movie uh, played by Lynn Shay. Uh, she's an older actress. I don't know if you know. Lorraine Warren. Yeah. No, no, not Lorraine Warren. No? That's a different series. Oh, okay. That's... Um, uh, and it, I know why it gets confusing. Conjuring. The Conjuring, because because yeah. Patrick uh, Wilson is he's in, in he's in both both, right, both um, series. Anyway, um, so it's it's this place where um, people who have the ability to astral project can go and see the spirit world. Now, is that something based in reality? Did Hollywood pull that from something and and? And run with it? Like, did they get that information from psychic mediums? Does that actually exist? Can you have an outer body experience and go to this specific place where only spirits are and see a vast number of spirits? Um, I've never experienced that, but I have experienced astral projecting. Mm -hmm. I have been able to do it. My family hates it. Because I'm like, so what were you doing last night? And they're like, what do you mean? And I literally do it just to fuck with them because I I have that ability to do it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, what were you doing? You said that you were going to sleep, but I seen you doing blah, 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 blah. And they're like, I can't just be normal. (laughs) You know, my son especially hates it because he's 18 and he's like, just be a normal mother. And I'm like, I can't. I have to know where you're at, you know, and Mm -hmm. if you're not going to tell me, I got to believe you. So astral projecting is very much real, 100%. Now, each medium and each psychic have a different experience. So is it possible that there is a place for them to go? Like, I meditate. When I want to speak to my own family, 
that has passed on. It doesn't happen as easily, believe it or not, as it does for me to do it for you or you or anybody else. Um, I actually have to sit down and I have to meditate and I have to go to the place where I know I'm going to meet them for them to give me the messages. Uh, so is it possible? A hundred percent. Have I experienced it? Not in that way. Not in that way. Not to a degree, way. though. To a degree, yeah. yeah. You can definitely astral project 100%. <laughs> you know. So secondly would be, um, and we've talked about it quite a lot on the podcast, psychedelic drugs, DMT, ayahuasca. Oh, yeah. So what does psychedelic drugs, ha- what effect would it have on someone like yourself? I mean, a normal person like me or Billy doing ayahuasca, <laughs> where where do we go exactly? There's like this realm and, and we talked about Harvard and they did a study and they're actually like, they're literally giving people slow drip DMT over a, a long period of time. We're talking like hours mm-hmm. and they're letting these individuals stay in this meditative state, right? But they're actually mapping this place out. Like these people are coming back and giving detailed maps of this DMT realm. To, mm-hmm. Like, And that, uh, Harvard hasn't completely released the study yet, but uh, you know, if you're following, you know, podcasts that, speak of the paranormal even joe rogan had it on his podcast like and that's kind of what brought it into light and people actually like starting to do research is harvard actually doing these studies blah blah blah. and if you google it 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 turns out that it's actually true there they are doing these studies um what effect and where do you think you go when you do something like ayahuasca or dmt I, i definitely feel that you go way down deep into the core of yourself And so I will always tell people, if you're going to do something like that, make sure you've kind of cleaned out all of that childhood trauma and do all of your shadow work, which is, you know, working on the parts of you that you may not even realize bother you Mm -hmm. uh, because you are going to go into a very deep meditative state and you can have the greatest high in the world or it could be, oh my, like to the point I've known somebody, I knew somebody who did it, thought that. They were on top of the world when they stepped into it, and um, he almost died because of his own thoughts, because that shadow work was not done. Mm. Um, not something that I would do, uh, but as a psychic medium, you do have to leave your logical mind behind. I would have never been able to give you the messages that I gave you if I was if I stayed in my logical mind, so I could understand where some psychic mediums will do like shrooms every like once a year just to like clean it all out they say they're like i'm just cleaning all everything out but they're also people who have really done that deep work like you got to get that deep rooted crap out of you in in order to do that i mean i i do believe that you go really deep inside of yourself i wouldn't do it (laughs) i personally wouldn't do it you know because i know i got a lot more work to do for myself you know Joey brings that up because they say that ayahuasca, shrooms, things like that can put you in another realm. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And then does. maybe it's possible that the things that you're able to reach out to and talk mm-hmm. to would be enhanced, able, enhanced or oh, able 100%. to be done for people for people yeah. like the, the small fries. You know what I mean? Um, personally, um, I would not be able to do that because you, you nailed it through the reading. You're I'm, too much of an overthinker and an overanalyzer. He would just spin down this rabbit hole I will if, tell if you, you gave him something like that. A, 
<laughs> a quick funny story before we head into our first break. I was at a wedding um, last October. Um, the wedding of the person who writes the music for the podcast. Okay. Um, his name is Joey too. And, Joey, um, my son's Joey. I <laughs> I partaked in something that's legal now. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this was before my my wife was on the way there, and um, she hit massive traffic. This was upstate New York, so okay. it, was, it was far, right? So um, we brought it out. And I was like, "Yeah, it's my friend's wedding. Let's go for it." And I, you know, did what I did. Ten minutes later, I was like, "This was the wrong fucking choice." Like I I really just messed myself up. And because of my mindset, like you said, you have to um, set yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to clear, you use the word black, uh, the, you used a, a phrase just now. It's saying Shadow work. Shadow work, right? Yep. I don't think I did my shadow work. <laughs> Not yet. I don't think I did it. <laughs> Not yet. Because <laughs> this was just simple, like, marijuana. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I was, like, panicking. And I felt like people were looking at me. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the bathroom and just like I blocked myself in the stall and I was in there like this. <laughs> like I could not imagine doing something like ayahuasca or shrooms because like you'd have to put me in a straitjacket. And yeah. that's just my mentality. Right. And there's multiple people, even people that came through to you today that know me personally, you yeah. know, and, and they're like, Bill, you have got to stop worrying and calm down. Yeah. And something like that. I don't think it would take you into any sub-dimensional uh, realm or other world. It would just mess certain people up. Like you said about your friend that almost killed him. Almost killed him. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 yeah. not something to play around. He wasn't in a good place. And, and so he thought that he would go. And I guess he, he was hoping that it would help him escape. And it didn't because what it does is it actually brings you into that place so that you could heal it. You know, so that you could heal it. But if you're not ready to do that, it's not something I would suggest if you've not done that type of work. No, absolutely (laughs) wouldn't. That's, that's, that's scary. Like to me, it's scary. And I've been told that I, you know, I've mentioned that with other friends, even my, my wife and I'll be like, I want to do DMT. And she was like, you could never do it. (laughs) She's like, you could never do it the way you worry and you panic. You would have such a bad trip, you wouldn't you wouldn't even come back to the earth. You would just be be left there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> in the ether. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like swimming around up there. Absolutely. So we're gonna take our first pause and just use the bathroom, and we'll be right back. Awesome. And we're back from our momentary pause. We were just talking about uh, DMT and psychedelics, right? Yeah. And. Um, it dawned on me during break to talk to you about dreams, right? I'm assuming yes. that dreams is something very popular or affiliated with being a psychic medium. Um, so let's just talk about dreams. When when you yourself have dreams, is there anything that is being read to you or pictured to you and you wake up and you're like, oh, this was about this person, someone I read the day before or whatever, or something immediately affiliated to you. How important are dreams when it comes to psychic mediums? They're they're pretty important. So that's why most of us, I would say, have a dream journal that we keep. Because if it doesn't make sense immediately the next day, at some point or another, it is going to make sense. And everything in a dream matters. 
uh, whether it be the color shirt that the person was wearing that was talking to you. Uh, often I get a lot of animals. So when I dream of animals, um, some of them for me mean mornings. Others mean, hey, everything is good. We're just, your life is good. You're on the right track. Um, then I get visits from loved ones because as I said, it's not so easy for me to read myself. I cannot read myself. I cannot contact uh, my family as easy as I can contact yours. I don't know what that's about, but it's the same for most of us. Um, so a lot of times it'll be in the dream state that they'll come and visit and they'll be like, Hey, you may want to check this out or Hey, and that's where they give the messages. So our physical bodies are sleeping. Our spirit is not. And so that's where I believe we go when we get the messages and then we bring them back, we wake up and it's like, boom. Or sometimes I get woken up out of because of the dream. And I'm like, oh shit, I got to write this down. You know, I'm a realist with it though. The phone is right next to me. I'll voice note myself and then I'll write it in the journal the next day. Right. Um, but dreams are, they could be very prophetic. And then other times it's just, you know, your subconscious letting out the things that you just, you need to release. Mm -hmm. As a psychic medium, are you more susceptible to having lucid dreams, which are like the ones that you know you're dreaming? You're aware of what's going on. You can essentially control your dream because you know you're dreaming. Is does that something that happens to you when you do dream because of your abilities, or or you really don't know your dream? You just wake up and you remember things. I tend to wake up and remember things, but then there there will be other times. There's also tea that you can drink with natural herbs to have to help you do the lucid dreaming. Mm -hmm. um, I've not, I don't drink those because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where this lucid dream is going to take me. So I'm just like, uh, but there are times where I know 100%. I'm like, mm, this is a dream. Let me see where I have to go because it's bringing me here for a reason. You so know? I have a dream. I have to tell you this and you would find this intriguing, right? So as a kid, I used to have nightmares. Like um, some of them were dreams about, for whatever reason, being tickled. Right. Oh, okay. But there would be like these horrific things in the dream tickling me. Mm. And I'd wake up in the middle of the night, not want to go back to bed. Um, Remind me not to stay over at your house. <laughs> this was in my old place. Not anymore. Um, so it got to a point where I was like, I got to do something because I'm having these dreams more often than not. I'd wake up. My mom and dad would be like, hey, I had a bad dream, whatever. One particular dream was a witch. Hmm. And that's why I wanted to, cause I, and I remember this and I could not figure, and she was, you know, she started off as this like pretty woman, right? And then became like this monster. Mm. And, I, and it was a reoccurring dream when I was younger. As a kid growing up, one of my favorite cartoons, it was a late 80s, early 90s cartoon, it was called The Centurions. And it was these three guys and they had different color suits. And one guy, they call on this space station and they would get these things beamed down onto their suit by saying an, uh, 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 a code word, power extreme. Okay. One was an air specialist, so he would fly. One was a sea specialist, so he was underwater. And one was a land specialist. He'd just have weapons and stuff on his suit. So I says, I wonder if I could do that in my dream. Like I would, I realize I'm dreaming and use that as like um, kind of like a Matrix-esque. Like yeah. I'm going to, you know, like Neo, he can make things appear and fight mm -hmm. in the Matrix. That's, yeah. I wonder if I can do that. And I'll use that, like, you know, I'll, I'll be one of the characters from this cartoon and I'll fight the things that are really messing with me when I'm sleeping. And I remember having a dream and I remember the dream to this day. And this is no bullshit. 
same dream, which came and appeared. And I was like, there she is. She's going to fucking do that morphing thing. Yeah. She's going to scare me and, I, <laughs> and I'm not going to have it. And in the dream, soon as I realized what was going on, I looked at my arm in the dream and I had the holes from the suit like in the cartoon. And I said power extreme and I started blasting her. Oh, wow. And I woke up and I was like, wait a second. Did I just control my dream? And this was as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And years later, getting privy to paranormal and all the studies and things like that, I came across lucid dreams. And I was like, what does that mean? And I researched it. And it's the ability to control yourself because you are now aware you are dreaming. You're able to do things in the dream and, and, and eventually you will wake up. Some people can control when they wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten, I haven't gotten to that point and I don't really necessarily have lucid dreams like I once did. But as a kid, there was a whole, thing, a whole bunch of things that were happening to me as you guys can tell. And, <laughs> but that's just something that I wanted to bring up that at that point, it was like this lady in the dream and she was scaring me and I was able to actually control my dreams as a kid. Now I just, I wake up and I'm like, what did I dream of? I don't have no control of my right. dreams. I think like we were talking about, you have to be in a, in a mindset in order to do that. And I'm nowhere in that mindset. Yeah. You anymore. have to be in that mindset anymore. You know, sometimes it just happens like the same way you dream just regularly uh, for some people, lucid dreaming is their norm every night. It's, it's something, you know, uh, not for me. It's very rare. And when it does happen, I'm like, okay, let me take note of every single thing that took place. Cause that means that there's a message behind all of that, or this is going to happen. Um, a lot of times when I have dreams like that, it is something that's coming up. Now, you just alluded to something that I kind of wanted to uh, touch on. You said something that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom is of the opinion that she sometimes gets glimpses of the future. Yep. And I'm not opposed to that idea. Like maybe there's some kind of like form of human evolution where we're tapping into. But then this would go into the concept of like free will and stuff like that. But let's not let's right. not go off track. But <laughs> um, so when I was a kid, and I've never told anybody this, uh, and I I know this this desktop is in my mother's house. My mom um, was at a custody hearing for my cousin. And she was gonna. Some my cousin's parents passed away, etc. Um, so she actually didn't. She took a nap during this custody hearing. This custody hearing was in the World Trade Center. Okay. And she woke up from this nap in a panic attack, like while she was sleeping in that chair, that she saw the building shaking like there was an earthquake and people falling out of the window. And I, I bullshit you not. I distinctly, I will never forget that she said this, especially after, you know, the events of 9-11. When 9-11, before 9-11 happened, I went and I wrote it down in Microsoft Word and verbatim everything she said. And I said, if there's an earthquake, you predicted it. And then you're, you're, you're no longer full of shit, Ma. This is actually, this is actually true. You can actually get glimpses of the future. But she would do things like here and there, like, oh, this fighter's going to win this fight or this team is going to win this game. And a lot of the time she's right. Sometimes she's wrong. Yeah. But a lot of the she's more right than she's wrong. And that could be perceived as like, oh, this is just good guesswork, right? You, If you flip a coin 10 times, how many times can you guess it right? You may guess it right out of that 10 times, nine times, and that could just be by chance, right? right. Um. So with stuff like that, like, 
I can see how people could be like, oh, whatever. It's 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 not you don't you're not really getting a glimpse into the future. You you know, you're just guessing. Um, but with this one, that was the one thing where I'm like, maybe it's a real possibility that we get glimpses into the future, and and she may have been able to feel or predict that that was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she thought it was going to be an earthquake. Obviously, we know now right. it wasn't an earthquake. Right. Um, so what are your thoughts on the future and predicting it and how it pertains to so being a psychic medium? I do feel that I will get dreams um, often. But again, sleep state really has become for me my family, whether it be a pregnancy, a passing. Unfortunately, this is both a blessing and a curse, so I know things that I don't necessarily always want to know. Um, And you definitely are able to get those messages through. I mean, I definitely feel as though your mother definitely has that gift to be able to predict what is going to happen um, through her dream state. I mean, it's, it's a hundred percent. It happens a lot of, a lot of the times, you know, um, sometimes it's a complete stranger and you don't even know how do you even bring that? Like, how would your mother have even brought that to prevent it? But knew enough that something bad was going to take place there. You know, um, I definitely feel that in the, you really need to pay attention to all of the details. Like it's all about the details in the dream, especially when it comes to, uh, telling the future. I don't do worldly news. Like I, I, I'm not that psychic medium like that. There are out there and I do believe that each of us have our niche, you know, and that's not one of mine. If there was something that I knew I would share it, I would be like, hey, listen, but it would most likely be amongst like me and my friends. I would be like, oh, so by the way, I had a dream of this. You may want to watch out for that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't really get worldly um, predictions. But there are some out there that definitely do, and they're good at it. <laughs> Look, really good at it. Yeah, um, premonitions. Exactly. I was Pre- going to yeah. say like, like deja vu. Premonitions deja vu uh, are something to me all the time. I get it all Con- the time. I get it constantly, and I don't know if like so. I used to. I heard this trick years ago where you tie a string around your finger when you wake up, mm-hmm. so that you can look at the string and be reminded to retain your dream and to think about what you dreamt about. Okay. And now it'll be ingrained in your memory. Because the first thing we do, we do when we wake up, wake up is just like, now that we're adults, it's like, all right, what do I have to do? Like, kids got to go to school, this, that, you know, you got all these responsibilities. Um, so you can quickly forget that dream. And I heard about that trick and I was like, all right, cool. I'll start, I'll try that. So one night I did it, you know, and then I'm like, oh shit, I, I actually woke up. I looked at my finger, like, the fuck is this? And I, I was like, oh, that's right. I'm supposed to remember my dream. What did I dream? And I started thinking about it and I was actively able to remember a lot of my dreams. Uh, whereas in the past, I haven't been. It was just like, I almost felt like I didn't dream anything. And then the deja vu, the waves of deja vu. Oh, I've been here before. And then I can relate that deja vu back to, oh shit, this is not, I dreamt this. I didn't, this is not deja vu. I actually had a dream about this exact sequence and this exact same events. So I don't. That's premonitions. That's all premonitions. For me, I'm still on the skeptical side. Uh Like maybe my logical mind is like, okay, so maybe I did this in this exact 
precise sequence of events before, and it just feels like deja vu. But then my my other mind, like that other side of me is like, no, no, don't mm. kid yourself. You you dreamt this. Don't try to lie that you didn't dream this. And then I'm like, now am I confusing the dream world with something I already experienced with someone? And, and you know what I'm saying? Like me and you, we've been down here in this basement quite a lot in the studio here. And there are times where you could be like, oh, I haven't had any deja vu down here for one. Uh, I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> but if we're having conversation and we talk about the same things, it could be like, oh shit, I just got deja vu. And it clicks, right? Like, but where does it come from? And aside of me, when I started recalling my dreams, when I started doing that, I started to feel like that's when I can relate the deja vu to the dream state, you know? If that makes sense. You got it from and I'm still mama. skeptical about it. But part of me is just you know like, ah, Joe, you're, you're full of shit. You make you this up in your mama. head. You got it from your mama. It, it does get passed down. The gift does get passed down uh, from generation to generation, 100%. My kids, my younger one is able to see the other side. My older one is able to feel. He feels. I send him in. People laugh at me. I'm like, go in there, Joey, really quick and just let me know if everything's good. And he's like... All right. And he goes in. He's like, nope. I'm like, okay, let's go. We walk back out. You know, if it's like a store or like an older home or something like that, he's like, I don't feel right in there. Nine out of 10 times, something happened. Something tragic happened in there. So he does, he is able to, to feel. Whereas my younger one, he sees the other side all the time. He's like, oh yeah. So this one passed by and I'm like, okay, all right. Cool. <laughs> so it passed from you as you had it passed to you, and now it's from my your... mother, from her family, from my great grandmother, and then her great great grandmother, and so on and wow. so forth. But yeah, deja vu is real. I, <laughs> I believe premonitions is a form mm-hmm. of a psychic ability. It is a hundred percent. And everyone talks about I had this premonition. Mm-hmm. You know, people have. I was just reading a story. Um, this. This cyclist, professional cyclist, um, he was supposed to fly on Malaysia, one of the Malaysian flights, because for some strange reason, everything happens to Malaysian flights. And he was supposed to be on the Malaysian flight that went, dis- it went vanished, it's yes. gone, right? He was supposed to be on that flight. And a day prior, he got an earlier flight and he took that flight. Mm. Something told him told to him. take the early flight. Yeah. He did. He missed being on the plane that vanished, right? Later on, he was supposed to be on another Malaysian flight. I don't know where this guy lives, but apparently he was somewhere in that side of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, an hour later, there was an earlier flight. He took that. The other Malaysian flight that he was supposed to go on got shot down because Ukraine shot the plane down. They mm-hmm. thought it was a Russian aircraft. Wow. And that plane was shot down by a Ukrainian missile. And that whole plane, obviously no survivors. Two times that something told him, take the earlier flight. Um, premonitions, you're, you, as, a, as a human, we're all animalistic. We've evolved from animalistic traits, mm-hmm. hunting, hunter-gatherers, to now. When something is telling you, hey, don't do that. Don't, don't eat that. Don't go there. Something's not right about him or her. It's coming from something. Yeah, it's coming from your gut. It's coming from your intuition. A lot of people need to learn how to trust that more than their mind. The mm-hmm. mind is really what screws us up. The gut will never steer us wrong. Right. 
And that's something I tell people often. You know, if somebody walks in a room and you're like, I don't like that person, there's a reason. There's a reason you don't like that person. It's not necessarily the person, but it's something that may be going on in the person's life. It may be something that the person is going to do to you that you are not even exactly sure. Isn't that more, and that's also, uh, I could be wrong, refer to it closely to like empathy, right? You can feel, vibe out something. Like like you give so, me a vibe and that's like, all right, you're, that's, you're, I'm, uh, you passed the vibe check. But then there's other people that walk in, like you were just saying, like, You're like nah, nope, nah, I don't like that person. Yeah, you know? I don't like him. I don't like them. It, that's all about the energy. The empathy is taking on the feelings and the emotions of somebody right. else. Mm-hmm. So my sister is a tarot reader, and um, <laughs> she is very empathic. She takes on the emotions of everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll be standing there some days, and she's like, I'm not in a good way, but I had a really good day, but I'm not in a good way. And I'm like, all right, well, who, who'd you talk to? What, what events happened? Where were you? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, good. Go take a salt shower. Let's rinse off and send back the energy to where it belongs at the end of the day to whoever it belongs to, and then call yours back to you. And, and she's like, oh, okay. So she is what I would say empathic where she, she could be sitting, you know, for instance, you're sitting at a wedding one night and you're having a great freaking time and everything is wonderful. And then the next day you go to the same place and you sit in the same chair at the same table with the same people. But the party before you, there was a 90 year old and they couldn't move and they were absolutely miserable. The music was too loud. You sit in that chair and now your day sucks. It's just it's not getting cleansed out. The energy's not getting cleansed out. Right. And so I look at people who are empathic as sponges of feelings, emotions, thoughts. They're taking on everybody's stuff. And they normally have a lot of a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. because they're not realizing that it's not theirs. Right. It doesn't belong to you. Right. You know. Um, but the energy read, that's that's the vibe check. That's the whole that's the aura. That's what you have going on around you. Mm-hmm. Um and everybody has it. And that's why I'm always like, listen, trust your gut. You know, if, 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 and I always listen out of the mouths of babes, right? So anytime my son is like, just don't leave yet. I'm like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay I'm going to take a seat right here. You know, um, anytime a child says something along those lines, I'm going to tell you, listen, because they don't have anything stopping them from thinking that it's illogical to tell you that. Right. It's their instinct. We are born with it. Just do we develop it or do we step more into the logical mind and say, mm, that can't be right. Yeah. Right. Um, psychic mediums, right? Mm-hmm. They are being used now. I'm a fan of paranormal shows. Yeah. Um, not as much as I used to watch them because they're all the same now. You know, like, yeah. oh, let's go here and yeah. the whole, you know, green... Um, glow-in-the-dark cameras, IR right. cameras, right? Yeah, yeah. But psychic mediums are people that are brought onto paranormal research teams more than ever. Yeah. So first question is, have you ever been asked to be part of a paranormal investigation while people had their tech and you were the person with your abilities? No. I not have not been asked. Not no, yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I've done a tour in... Uh, Sleepy Hollow with uh, John the Storyteller, which is, he's pretty well known over there. He tells the tale of the Headless Horseman and all, and he was about to tell me a story, and it's on one of my clips and on Instagram. He's about to tell me a story about the man in the city, in the music hall, 
And I cut him off and I was like, he hung himself. And he was like, yeah, how did you know that? I'm like, because he's standing right there and he told me. Is that <laughs> something like, that people don't know unless he tells it? Or is that, is that like, because we were just there and we didn't get to this this story. But is that something that like people don't really know? Has It's something more in-depth you know, in history? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He was he was basically giving me a tour and, and we were doing like some clips together as a collaboration. And he told, and he just started to tell the story, and I was like, yeah, and he was just like, eh. <laughs> his jaw dropped, and he's like, how the hell did you know that? I'm like, well, he's there. He's standing right wow. there. Like, he's letting you know, you know, but not in a haunting way, because I did go into it. I did go into the music hall, and I was like, mm, I feel the energy, but not to the point where I'm scared he's going to push me over the balcony for being here. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, but he just, I guess he wanted his story to be told. Wow, and and maybe that was the part. I don't know if John was going to go that far as to tell me the rest of that story, but he got cut it off. <laughs> sounds like he he was trying to tell a story, but it also sounds like a story that's like not really told as much as unless you're well, on yeah, that. because a lot of times people don't want to tell you if somebody took their a life, you know, or yeah. if somebody passed away. I mean, in that manner, yeah. Just recently, I had moved, and um, I'm in this apartment and standing in the living room. And and the landlord was standing there with me and her friend was sitting there. And I'm like, all of a sudden I get this like old spice smell. And I'm like, mm, what's going on in here? You know what I mean? And then I feel a man standing right next to me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. Do we need to cleanse? What is it that we need to do here? And uh, they they left, they dispersed. And I called my friend who had gotten me the place. And I was like, who died in that house? And and he's like, nobody, nobody. It's my sister's boyfriend. And he's like, nobody that I know of. And I'm like, okay, get the full story on this right now because I need to know what I have to deal with going in. Like, mm -hmm. am I still moving in or am I not? Like, I need to know what I'm dealing with. So <clears throat> I said it was a male. I know it was a male. He gets the story, comes back. He goes, yes, it was a male. And yes, it was peaceful. And I was like, I figured that because of the way he had come in. He wasn't mad. Like, he's not mad, you know. And then I, I sat down with the landlord and I was like, so when were you going to tell me that somebody passed away in this house? And she's like, I didn't think it was a big deal. I'm like, no, no, no. Technically, they're supposed to, right? Big, yeah. I'm like, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, I need to know. Uh, you don't know what I do really for a living and, and you need to let me know what I'm comfortable with and, you know, fine, I'm comfortable with, I'll handle it. It's not a problem. He's a good spirit. I gave her a few messages. She was crying. She's like, I didn't expect to get all of this. And I'm like, well, how, now you have it. But also moving forward, <laughs> you may want to let people know when, when this that's kind of stuff happens. That's a episode that we have uh, to be determined. Hopefully uh, we'll get a date, but um, real estate agent. Yeah, that has these paranormal stories, and that's one of the questions. It's it's on the internet. Like you, it says in certain states and cities, you're supposed to divulge that type of information. Mm -hmm. If someone's moving into an apartment or a house, whether they someone died here, um, or and how, and well, not how, but yes, someone did yeah. pass away in this apartment, yeah, in this house. Um, and even now, in certain places, I'm seeing if places are have paranormal activity. Yeah, they're supposed to say, listen, uh. This place has people moving in and out, and the reason for it is they believe it's haunted. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're gonna have people that just totally don't buy into this type yeah. of stuff, right? Yeah, and they're like, nah, it's nah. bullshit. But they're technically supposed to tell you, yeah, and it, 
if it wasn't for your abilities, you would have never known. I would have never known. Or he would have made himself known enough that I couldn't help but then call somebody else in and be like, is this place haunted? You know what I right. mean? Like, what's going on here? Right, right. Um, but yeah, so it was it was interesting. It was definitely an experience. <laughs> so how much energy does this... Well, this is another thing. And in the world of paranormal, mm-hmm. and you mentioned this um, even off, off, uh, off air, how much energy does it take a spirit to bypass going through people like you because mm-hmm. you have your abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, in the world of paranormal, it says elements, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of paranormal activity around trees and rivers and forests because yes. it's it's natural yes. energy for, for spirits to promote themselves and be present. Um, minerals, types of minerals as well, right? I was talking about a, a, a story the other day. I did it as a real. It was a 9-11 um, firefighter who passed away and he speaks to his daughter by leaving pennies. And mm. Pennies are made of what? Copper. Copper. And yeah. um, this this girl Tilly, her, her name is, believes that her dad is leaving pennies around yeah. to communicate with her pennies from heaven. Yes. Um, from your professional standpoint, how much energy does it take spirits to be known and be present without using people like you who are psychic mediums? Is it a lot? Is it- I, I definitely feel like it can drain them if you're constantly calling them forward. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a sign. Give me a sign. Give me a sign. You know, and it's not to be mean or anything like that, but it is rest in peace. They are resting. Like, you, you want them to rest in peace. You want them to rest in eternal peace. It does take a lot. It does take a good amount of energy for them to move things around. and and But they will. They'll do it. But more than likely, what they'll do is they'll mess around with the electronics. So, you know, the phone, the lights flicker, things like that. Because that's a little bit easier for them to get into because they are energy. And that is what is turning these things on is energy. So there you have it. They're able to do that. But when they start moving things, it takes a little bit more energy for them. You know what I mean? Like a magnet... Okay, on a refrigerator, they could do that. I wouldn't say is as much energy as as flinging things across the room. That's you know that's a whole different kind of energy you're dealing with there. You know, <laughs> but I would say that it it does take some energy. So you always just say thank you when when you see those little signs, like just thank you because it did, they did they took their energy to do that to show you like hey I'm still here. You know I'm I'm around. It reminds me of an instance. Uh, my grandfather passed away um, not too long ago and I was talking to him saying my goodbyes we were going to close the casket and everything and um, just telling him that I was going to take care of everybody don't worry you can rest and as I got up you know sobbing walking away uh, the flowers next to his casket fell over and it just felt like that was his way of letting me know I heard you. I heard you. I, I got I, your I'd message. I'd like to think so, you yeah. know, but it could be that, you know, the table was loose and, the, you know. <laughs> it could be that Joey's mind is logical you and know, that we it, just need to go with. The... <laughs> you're not going to. You got to you throw the logic in there sometimes. because I, I understand. But you, you know, know something that I'm going to tell you this, even if it was, even if it was loose, it doesn't mean that he couldn't have nudged it just a little bit for it to have fallen over at that exact moment. It 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 have fallen over possibly earlier if it wasn't him saying, "Hey, energy is is there. We're all it's got to go somewhere. So whether we go into nothingness and and the energy is just dispersed evenly, or whether it's concentrated, 
We don't know. Yeah. So that, that, I think that therein lies the mystery and the intrigue and why why people are – there's going to be people that are inclined to believe it. And then mm-hmm. there's going to be people that are inclined to be like, well, I don't yeah. – I'm on the fence. Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I firmly believe energy goes somewhere and – you know, you were at your grandfather's wake and that happened. You're not going to go full-fledged trying to debunk things and go into paranormal mode at, at, an, at a, a, you know, a sorrowful event like that. You know right, what I mean? Right. But um, I do believe there's these these signs. Um, they let us know. I've they had dreams. They're all right. Uh, that's another thing. Back to the dreams real quick. When people say, I, I saw so-and-so who passed away, is that them? Do you be- Are you inclined to believe that's them? 100%. That's a visit, especially when you're someone who doesn't necessarily believe your dreams all the time and you wake up and it feels so real. You smell them. You feel them. Mm-hmm. You you know that they're there, their sound, their voice. You know, And a lot of the times um, when it is a visit, I don't know if you've ever experienced this or if you've ever to- taken notice of this, but when a passed-on loved one does come to visit, um, you hear them talking and it's their voice, but you never see their mouths move. It's, it's definitely a visit. It's them letting you I'm know. I'm thinking of dreams and I see, and I've seen so many, like I said, I've, I've lost so many people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when you said you and had normally like you see them smiling, but you hear them talk, like they're talking to you. They're getting messages to you, but they're just sitting there smiling and it's like. How you doing that? <laughs> you've, made, you've made me... I have a book that I bought from Five Below. Great store, by the way. Off subject. It is. It's, it's an awesome great. store. It is. And I bought these just these two random notebooks for, for no reason. Shits and giggles. Yeah. I'm going to start keeping it near my bed and writing down... You, know, you just kind of motivated me to do that. Just to, just to see like what I, what, what I, what I come up what with. what makes sense in the future weeks. Because, again, it's not always the next day or, or even the next week. Sometimes it's months. I mean, I have my journals from... Oh my goodness, like <laughs> 2005 still. Wow. Because I'll go back to them and I'm like, I knew it. I graduated, <laughs> I it high, I graduated high school in 2005. <laughs> like, I knew it somewhere. It's, it's oh, wow. here. Here it is, you know. And, and then I'm like, okay, makes sense. But if I didn't have it there, you know, it helps me realize too. All right, you're not you're not as crazy as some people may think you are. You know, like you actually you have a gift. So just remain confident and sharing it. Now, speaking of gifts, um, I had to try to keep my composure today because you are a person that's way up there in the stature and in, in psychic and medium stature. Like you're up there, right? Oh, thank you. you have a big following. I don't you, think of it that way, you, but I appreciate you. Came you came to this mom and pop podcast that's <laughs> Love ever, it. growing ever so, you know, every every month or so it's, it's growing. Gonna explode. And um, we do have good listenership. We do. Yeah. And, you know, and people were messaging me about you like, hey, when's Joanne coming on? That's awesome. I follow her on TikTok. I follow I love her on that. Instagram. That's you know? awesome. And I was like, don't worry. We're, we're going to Monday. We're recording. Yes. Um, you have gotten to levels where you've interviewed celebrities and things like that. Personally, how was that experience? That's fun. It It is fun, but I definitely have to leave the logic at the door big time when there's a camera in your face like that. Yep. So like even even this evening, videoing, whenever. So I don't care to be the center of attention i'm like just come see me behind the curtain you know what i mean so even this tonight i was like okay no just do what you do professionally and leave it at the door so when i did the psychic mediumship for vanessa hudgens and for Gigi mcgree i don't know if you've seen it um but if you watch it i lock in so hard with the person that i can't even because if i do if i look just 
that way and I see this camera or I see this video it, that's it's a distraction, iPad. right? Yeah. Boom, distracted. Like, oh boy, I'm on Now you kept recorded. your composure. I, right that now, video I watched, like, I watched that video of you and her interviewing uh, a lot and you were locked and loaded you were you know and that you were out you gotta and get the in the trees zone. were in the background you had the element thing going yeah she was locked in she was all about it um that was like you know that was it was very it was fun it was fun but it does it's it still i mean i'm nervous i still get nervous you know it's still there's you're still being recorded regardless of how long you've been well, doing it regardless not only that of you're being recorded you're in front of a celebrity you uh, know well that I mean? too right so i kind of put that aside I had to put that aside. I actually told them not to even tell me who I was going to read. When they called me and it was my, it was the owner of the shop, Pentagram, and she said, I need you to be the medium. And she's like, please don't kill me because she knows I don't like to be the center of attention. <laughs> like I do what I do on TikTok and on Instagram because it's fun and it's comfortable for me. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm like, okay, I'm not going to kill you, but do me a favor. I don't want to know who it is. Don't tell me who it is. So I know that in a lot of the comments, they're like, oh, it was whatever, you know, produced. It was this. It was that. I had no idea who the hell I was sitting down with until I sat down with her. And secret, had no idea who she was when I sat down in front of her. I was like, she looks familiar, but I don't know who it is. And it's probably better off that I didn't until after and then i was like oh yeah high school musical i you know what i mean it, it took me a minute that's I had to how go it back. is sometimes you don't know who's celebrity you know because what I, mean? I don't i don't watch tv yeah there's, there's a little there's a little secret i just i don't i don't watch tv i think grant grant gustin or the guy from the flesh tv show was also in that as well that's how he got scouted to be in the flesh but these are like like you're not going to really know every celebrity yeah because, i just you know you know and and i didn't want and i really truly didn't want to because it allowed the experience to be genuine right and it allowed me to just say okay i know i'm in front of a celebrity clearly there's cameras there's lots of things going on right but i don't want to know i don't want to know and you know and so I, I loved it. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I had to leave my nerves at the door, like because I'm a human still. You, you know, your, you are acting the same way now as you were acting in front of this celebrity. And and to me, I was like that. That was something I wanted to ask you. Like, how did you keep your cool? Because one of my dreams, like you know, everybody has a dream when you set a goal. This this podcast started as shits and giggles. Yeah, I did a pilot episode two years ago, almost three years ago now, and I went back and I had forty people listen to it. I'm like. You guys listen to this, you know, and then <laughs> I was like, all right, well then let's try episode yeah. two. And we did it and it, now we're on, you know, on, I think this is episode 128, 129. I got to, I got to look when we, you know, get to the editing process. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like my goal is to make it big and Joey is a friend for years. You know, we grew up together. We had, we broke bread together. Love We've been that. parts of, you know, family, That's awesome. family events yeah. and a dream that I have is to make it big and go on other people's. And I, me and him love Joe Rogan. Yeah. That would be like a dream. hundred percent. But I said to myself, like, let's just say I had a dream about this the other night. Speaking of dreams, like meeting Joe Rogan. He called me and he goes, um, uh, you know, I was like on in the, in the dream, I'm like starstruck a little bit, but I had his number. That was a dream. I had. But I watched you with the celebrity. And I would say, I said to myself, I was like, if I was sitting in front of Joe Rogan with Joey by my side, I don't know how I'd act. Like I, I'd probably start stuttering a little bit more than I already do, and I would be like, you know, like I don't know. You, I think you, you'd you be got, fine. you had it, you, you know had it down it pat. It, but also keep in mind what I do. 
I'm not in this realm when I'm doing it. I'm yeah. not I'm not here. I have to go there. I have to access them. I need the messages. I have to go and get all of the stuff that the person who's sitting in front of me is. So whether it's Hollywood or it's just us, <laughs> me, I'm included in this, just us normal, regular humans walking around, I still have to go to the same place in the same zone to get the answers and the messages that you may need to hear that they may need to hear. So I kind of just keep my whole, you know, like, no, it has to go up. Like those blinders have to go on and I have to go into my medium zone. Like that's where I have to go. Now, what is that like? Does it feel like being two places at once or, or does it feel like you have to, you're seeing the individual, like you saw Billy in front of you and everything kind of gets drowned out or, are you still seeing the room physically the way no. that it is? The room just kind of... Or it changes. It just kind of disappears. It's like, I know where I'm sitting. I feel myself sitting there, but I'm locking in. And I, and I'm and sometimes I'm locking in on the person who's in front of me, on their eyes, or I'll close my eyes altogether and I'm just in another place because mm. I have to be. You That's know, I have. Yeah. It's just like, okay, bye. <laughs> I'll see you later. I'll see you in 15 minutes. I'll see you in a half an hour. Like, you know... Whatever it is. How'd I do? Was you I alright with you it? Did like, good. I was no, trying you to keep good. eye contact and not good. be nervous. You know, I was I was I was actually like And you know, that's it too. It's it's the nervous energy. And I always tell people when they come in the room, and that's why I always say I explain to you how I read, and it's just because the longer we spend with you know, not the timer on. I don't start the timer until the reading really begins, mm. but the longer I spend just allowing you to understand that I'm just as human as you are and just as much of a real person, it allows those walls to come down so that I can really jump in there. Right. You know, and that's really what I have to do. So like the nerves sometimes throw it off a little bit. It may take a little longer to pull the energy and to get everybody lined up and everybody in order. But once the casual talking starts and then the walls come down and then they start coming in it's just like this process yeah i was i was um i was nervous you know it's like yeah. you know, you're one of our bigger guests that's come on that's number one yeah number two i've never had a psychic reading before so this is something and that, that was mediumship so that was it was a little bit of psychic in the beginning uh but then we went right into the mediumship so I will combine the two. So when I do my readings, I always combine the two because I'm like, hey, listen, they can see what's going on in your life now. So yeah. if you have questions, just ask. Is I was so as the hours were going by, you know, getting out of work and doing everything before then, I was just like, it's gonna happen. <laughs> and you were like, when you walked in, you're like, let's do it first. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, all right. I was gonna, you know, but it worked out, and it was it was amazing. Done this first, right? You still would have been thinking about what is she gonna say. So let's just rip it off like a band-aid. Let's just get it. Oh, out, I'm, the, I'm the type of guy that's I usually I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll push it, we'll push it, yeah. we'll push it, yeah. we'll push it. I, we 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 gave the listeners the juice though, right? So now now they can know what took place. We yeah. spoke about it a little bit. And it gives them better content. Now they have the the. Yeah. Oh, I, now I gotta go see the. I gotta see right. the video. You know, <laughs> I want to take this this time for you to. Tell everybody your plugs, your social media, your TikTok, everything that you have, put it out there because we do have quite a few listeners. That's awesome. And I want them to know about you. And I'm going to refer you to quite a few people. Awesome. One in particular who is a wife's, my, one of my wife's friends who 
She was like, you got to get red. You got to get red. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then every time I kept saying where, when, and they would be like, it never happened. Yeah. But I'm referring you to them. But I want you to tell everyone listening to the Swab Podcast about yourself right now. Okay. So um, my website where you could book the readings and I do have courses out where I teach mediumship, psychic work, manifestation, all of the goods. That's witchytip.com. And on Instagram, it's J Rose Apothecary. And on TikTok, it's also J Rose Apothecary. For the people like me, whose IQ is not up there, <laughs> can you spell that for everyone so they know? And, you know, sure. you can also click on my Instagram page. Joanne has, has been on there for, for weeks now, but just for people that want to. Sure. It's J R O S E A P O T H E C A R Y. Okay, it's it's nice and slow. I know you could play it back and and write it down and put it on your Instagram. They just won't allow me to change it to witchy tip yet because I got the verification and so everything has to match up. I'm like, it would just be so much easier. It's a pain. It It really, really. We can link it on Instagram. (laughs) We're going to be linking everything to Joanne just to make life easier for everyone listening and ultimately watching as well. Um, She's great. Thank really you. great to I talk to. It. Thank you really, for having me, guys. I mean, I really, really it. awesome. And before I formally thank Joanne, I want to thank the outlet that made this possible, Spotify for Podcasters. If you haven't heard about Spotify for Podcasters, it is the free app that allows you to get your idea of a podcast out there on outlets like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, and many other platforms. So if you have a podcast idea and you need to, a way to get it out there, Download Spotify for podcasters. Joanne D. DJ Dzeju. 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 Oh man, it's it's it wasn't easy. It took me like six takes to monologue. Three weeks that you've been telling me Dude. about this. He's trying to explain your last name. I was like, that is not. You hard came at all. up in other episodes. Our, our one of our, our our members of this podcast. He's on here. He's like, he's like Fordham graduate, the uh-huh. whole nine. And I'm like, Nick, how do you pronounce her? And she had trouble. And I was like, we're trying to get your name right. Oh so we goodness. did everything so by the book. Funny. And so I was funny. like, I don't want to butcher this woman's name. And like, well, it, we, Just Joanne D. That's Joanne it. D. I mean, just, that's it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> thank you but so Joanne, much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. You don't understand your presence here tonight means a lot to Joey and I. I appreciate it. It, it means a lot to me too. This it is was cool. So thank you. It was, you, you know, just like I said, it's I have no words to thank you enough oh, for coming on to this this podcast. I hope you're not going to be a stranger. I hope to That's see you out not. in Sleepy Hollow that weekend, yes, uh, if possible. I will be there. Friday I will pop the by. To, yes, I'll be there for the Hellas Walk. She comes on the ghost hunt. <laughs> 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 He's going to drag me to some ghost Oh, indeed he is. I, I told Joey's in <laughs> store for it. some treats coming up. But October, again, from the Say What Again Billy podcast, we want to thank Joanne D for coming on. It, was, it meant a, a very, very significant, thank big, big... You. Can't even put into words how much it meant to us to come on. And we thank you wholeheartedly. Oh, Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Joey, thank you. Pretty face as always. (laughs) You know it. And this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.